global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit SectorSPDRS.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. Darden Restaurants up 1% in early trading after raising its outlook for the year. Twitter up 2.1% after a person familiar with the matter said it wanted a deal to show Thursday night's National Football League games online. Futures are lower. S&P E-mini futures down 15 points. Dow E-mini futures down 111. 11. NASDAQ E-mini futures down 31. The DAX in Germany is down 2.3%. Ten-year Treasury up 8.30 seconds. The yield 1.73%. Yield on the two-year 0.72%. Non-ex crude oil is little change, down two cents to 35.68 a barrel. Comex Gold is up 1.1% or $14.20 to 12.33.50 an ounce. The euro $1.1361. The yen 110.53. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Thank you very much, Karen. Well, it is the Wisconsin primary today, and it has the potential for uh, maybe changing the narrative a little bit of the 2016 presidential campaign. So the man we need to turn to, of course, is Chuck Todd, the host of NBC's Meet the Press, which you can hear every Sunday here on Bloomberg Radio 11 and 3. Chuck, uh, before we get to Wisconsin, though, I have to ask you, as one of the uh, world's preeminent experts on these things, um, Villanova okay with you? You know, is it? Uh, does that <laughs> you know what? Result? Fine with me. Yeah, fine with me. Uh, you know, my, my University of Miami Hurricanes they lost to Villanova, so my feeling is, hey, they, they there's only one team that could have beaten them in the tournament. Apparently, the champs. So uh, I'll, uh, so at least what I told my son uh, <laughs> make him feel better about Miami losing to the Sweet Sixteen. What game? I mean, game, you, just, yeah. you just you just you just have to marvel at it. I mean, you know, they Villanova is an amazing run. You had to give them credit. They were unstoppable. They couldn't miss all tournament long. They just couldn't miss when it mattered. Good for them. It's good to get hot at the right time, which is uh, kind of a lead into yeah, what I'm going to ask you about the Wisconsin primary. Uh, Ted Cruz seems to be uh, in a, a pretty good uh, position today. The folks at uh, 538 have him with a 91% chance of winning the primary. Yeah, look, I, I, it is. Everything looks good for him. Uh, it's, it's, it looks like the the two things have come together. You know, Cruz's uh, sort of ability to concentrate and focus and micro-target and the fact that the Stop Trump movement uh, had sort of had more legs in Wisconsin than it, we've seen in other states. Uh, combine that together, that's really benefited Cruz. I think what will be interesting tonight is, is if Trump totally gets shut out of delegates. That's possible. It's also possible that he does what, what we what he's done to us multiple weeks, where you think he's on the ropes, you think things are going to go south for him, and he pulls a rabbit out of his hat uh, and, and does better uh, on a primary night than anybody expected. So, you know, we should brace ourselves for that, and it shouldn't shock us that that happens. But as long as yeah. the polls are correct, this could be a change. This could be a psychological reset of the Republican. Yeah. Uh, Chuck, I know you got a tattoo on your right arm with all the delegate count for the Republicans. I need to be reminded you know by the, the Wall Street Journal today. Maryland, I was surprised at the delegate size versus Wisconsin, and of course New York with 95 delegates and as well. Do you just assume Mr. Trump rebounds in whatever way in Maryland or New York, or all of a sudden is it cruise, cruise, cruise? We'll see. I, look, here's things that haven't happened before, right? We haven't seen how Trump handles 
a loss where he has to stew in it for two weeks. All right, when he lost to Iowa, six days later he was able to reset things back uh, with New Hampshire. He doesn't have that luxury this time, right? So it, 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 it could last longer. The second issue is the expectations are all on him in New York, his home state. Not only is it expected that he wins, but he should win big. So suddenly expectations, not only a loss, but he's on the ropes, and he's got to somehow rebound in New York. Now, the good news for him is that it's New York. The bad news for him is expectations suddenly are on him. Look, and the delegate numbers do matter tonight. Um, You know, I think it matters less than most nights. But if if Trump gets shut out, then it really does mean uh, um, an open convention is, you know, goes to like 70, 80 percent likelihood mm-hmm. rather than right now right. where it's at about a 40 to 50 percent likelihood. Yeah, because you can't uh, – I mean, Cruz would have to win pretty much all the delegates from here on out to be able to claim a first ballot victory. So then what happens? you got Trump and Cruz arguing that no other candidates should be permitted. I mean, under the Republican mm-hmm. Party rules, they wouldn't be allowed, at least on the first ballot, but rules obviously can be changed. The rules haven't been written for how this election is going to be conducted at the convention. It's the most important uh, fact that people need to understand. You know, all of these talks about, oh, a candidate must have a majority of delegates in eight states to get nominated. No, those were the rules in 2012. There's going to be a change of rules in 2016. Now, my guess is they will be changed in a way that if both the Cruz and Trump delegates agree that they don't want Kasich nominated, they're going to make a, they'll probably figure out how to make a rule to do that. But you know, I do think I, – look, I get what Cruz is doing. Cruz's strategy is not to win on the first ballot. Cruz's strategy is to try to win it by the third or fourth ballot. Yeah. But I do think this, if he doesn't win it by the third or fourth, then you'll see mm-hmm. – then you'll start seeing the clamoring for somebody else. What's good that keeps you going and keeps you awake on MSNBC and as you drag uh, yourself to Sunday morning and meet the press is someone like Jennifer Rubin at the Washington Post. Do you see what she wrote the other day about Paul Ryan? I mean, Jennifer Rubin is she. You should put her in the timeout chair of journalism. It, it's inflammatory what she says about Paul Ryan to the rescue. Look, I I do believe. I mean, I've been I went on the record with this late last week. I mean, I think that the three most likely scenarios in this order are Cruz gets the nomination on the third, third or fourth ballot. Yeah. Ryan gets the nomination on the fifth, sixth, or seventh, uh, and. Uh, and Trump's only chance is the first ballot. And I think it's the least likely of the three scenarios. Well, I mean, I actually think it's more likely that Paul Ryan is the Republican nominee to Donald Trump at this point in time, where unless Trump goes on a massive roll uh, between starting tonight in Wisconsin and going forward. But if he loses tonight and double digits, I think we're I think it's I think you're going to see the spine stiffen in the anti-Trump movement and you will see more people join it publicly. Do you think then that uh, Trump supporters go home uh, as he I don't threatens? know. You know, that's going to be how does he react and what do the Trump supporters do? I think that is I don't think it's as easy to predict as, as people. You know, I don't I, it's possible some stay home and, and get frustrated and think, yeah, there's nothing we can do to change things or they redouble and, you know, fight harder for them. We'll see. Uh, the Democrats are voting, too. Uh, according to 538, mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders has a 73 percent chance of winning the Wisconsin primary. And that becomes notable, uh, not because uh, he gets so many delegates he's able to overtake Hillary Clinton, but he mm-hmm. certainly has the momentum. I think it's what he would have won eight out of nine uh, of the last contests. Yeah, I think it, to me, margin matters here more than anything else. I think he needs a substantial victory to court to meet both on the delegate front and 
if he wants to use it as a springboard to pull the upset in New York. Look, Sanders himself rightfully put it. I mean, you know, the, the best chance they have of knocking her off and pulling this upset is if he wins big tonight and it's, and it's a springboard to him pulling the upset in New York. But if he doesn't beat her in New York, uh, you know, he's got to beat her somewhere on her turf, right? He has yet to win something. He has yet to win a primary or a caucus where you're like, oh, wow, that's not one I thought she uh, he could win. I knew she, you know, she is one of few that I thought he could win. Massachusetts is the biggest one, for instance. But she, he has yet to win a state that you thought, well, she could win. Well, that would be New York. So he, it is, it is for him tonight to do well, but he needs it in order to have some sort of momentum going into New York. What is the uh, most likely scenario for Democrats? Um, do do they go all the way? Hillary wins and they unite, or is uh, are are the Sanders folks going to be upset by the whole process? Uh, look, there'll be a, a chunk of them, just like there were a chunk of Clinton supporters that were not ready to rally around Obama um, in June of '08, but by by August they were. I think it's you'll have some Sanders people not ready to rally around, but by late July, he'll be there. Uh, and, you know, I think that Sanders has to figure out what his asks are and all this stuff. But I think, look, in fairness to the Sanders campaign, I think it's let's see how they do, you know, let's give them to the 19th. Let's see where things uh, stand after New York. Chuck, we could talk for another two hours, but you're Wisconsin focused, so we'll leave it at that. Chuck Todd, thank you so much. He's moderator of Meet the Press on NBC, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Sunday afternoon. Mike, this is you know, sort of almost off the radar because it's just one and it's Wisconsin and, you know, it's it, it's been there and I know people are all fired up about it, but it just doesn't have that Super Tuesday feel. And yet tonight could be very important. Well, this is uh, this is one that the pros are watching. Uh, I know you like to talk about the pros uh, because, indeed, if uh, if Trump does not win more than a few delegates, and this is mm-hmm. delegates are apportioned by congress, congressional district, so it's possible he could be shut out if he doesn't win any congressional districts. Uh, then it does change the narrative yeah. of the Republican campaign, and what a narrative it has been. So that's a major, major change. Yeah, uh, uh, an announcement this morning in in three hours, uh, eleven a.m. ish, because with the Secretary of State, it's always ish. Somewhere in the vicinity of eleven a.m., David Weston uh, will be interviewing. The Secretary of State, you will hear that on Bloomberg Television and on Bloomberg Radio. It'll be most interesting to speak to John Kerry. And David Weston will do that. Look for that in the 11 o'clock hour uh, this morning. We do data checks, equities, bonds, currencies, commodities. And we need to do that today. Not the fervor of an hour or two ago, but yen stronger. 110.64, the yield 1.73%. West Texas, 35.66. A barrel. Another hour of Bloomberg surveillance.